we thank you. This is my story, but it's not my story, it's your story. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you that my story is about what you are doing and have done and will do in my life. That's why we praise our Savior all day long. And Lord, as we read your story, your word now, Lord, we ask that you will bless the young people as they go for Sunday streams and us as we read your word together and as your spirit takes these words from your story, the story of Jesus, and as you enliven them and speak them into our hearts and our lives. Lord, speak to us today that we may be transformed by your story and that it becomes part of my story, our story. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You've got your Bibles, turn to Mark's Gospel. Sanjay was leading, he spoke about the story we're looking at today. And he didn't even know, but the Spirit knew. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, beginning at verse 35. A familiar story. Jesus has called his 12 apostles together in chapter 3. He's taught them a few things, parable of the sower and so on, and then he gives them this lesson from life. Verse 35, chapter 4, he says, That day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up as a big wind And the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet! Be still! Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Thanks be to God for this reading. And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us through your daughter Valerie this morning. Lord, you have already spoken to her as she has prepared. Now use her as an instrument in your hands as a channel of your spirit to speak your words into our lives. For we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. church. So good to be back in God's house. And this morning I've afforded the opportunity to minister to you in word. 
let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. This morning I want to, Brother David has just read the scripture. And then the song leader, he mentioned it and I said, wow, God is moving. This morning I want us to look a bit at storms. And Jesus, you know, he comes in the midst of the storm. The Oxford Dictionary describes a storm as a violent disturbance of the atmosphere with strong winds and usually rain, thunder, lightning, and snow. A closer look at this definition reminds us and makes us realize that it is not confined to storms of nature only. However, all we know that there are several other categories of storm. Example, financial, emotional, physical, stress-related, fear of the unknown, among many others. And even situational storms, as the case of Jesus and his disciples on the Sea of Galilee. I want to ask you a question. If I ask you about a storm, what would come to your mind? Have you ever experienced a storm? Is anyone here who have not experienced a storm in their lives? I think for the best part, all of us at some point in time have gone through a storm. Maybe you think of death, maybe a flood, loud noises, high winds, destruction, destruction and major damage, just to name a few. Or illness sometimes, loss of a job, breakdown of a marriage. You would agree with me that in recent times, we have been experiencing many storms. We had the earthquake in Mexico. We had the, the hurricanes in the Caribbean and the Americas. We had the flooding of Asia. And you know what? Right now, there's a storm brewing, a political storm brewing in Westminster. These give us some idea of the manifold and varied storms that confront us throughout our daily lives. However, we know whatever the storm, we should never let the storm defeat us. Because the one who knows what we are going through will come and deliver us and take us to the other side. 
I don't know. You may be going through a storm right now. And as a matter of fact, if you're not going through that storm now, you may be coming out of one. And if you're not coming out of a storm, you may be soon going into one. Because that is the nature of life. But you know, God is always there. He promises that he will always be there. And David wrote in Psalms 23rd, Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear, he said, because God, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And he also said, it was the reminder of the word through in the 23rd Psalms remind us that we will get through them. We will get on the other side. So no matter whatever our circumstances, God is always there. He comes in the midst of the storm. If we look at all or most of the storms of life, we will be here all day. So I just want us to focus on Jesus and the storm he calmed in Mark, Gospel of Mark. It was a long day. And Jesus had been teaching near the Sea of Galilee. He was no doubt tired when the multitudes had gathered to hear him. And he called his disciples and said unto them, Let us sail to the other side. And darkness fell. They were making their way across the lake. Jesus, being so tired, he went into the stern of the boat, and there he fell asleep. These men were fishermen. They were supposed to know the sea. They were accustomed to storms. But this one, they were very afraid. But something was about to unravel. God was going to manifest his purpose, his power, at this particular time. They would experience the Lord's power and his power to deliver them. The deceased Reverend Lawrence Robert describes the scene like this, like this. Jesus was tired. And he went to sleep in the stern of the boat. And while he slept, the cosmic phenomena of the whole world broke loose. And the sky became as black as a thousand midnights down in a cypress swamp. And the thunder rolled across the heaven. The lightning wrote its zigzag name on the bosom of the clouds. And the water tossed and turn that little boat to and fro. And the disciples, although Jesus was in the ship, in the boat, they said to themselves, we better get Jesus. So they went and they called him. And he arose from his sleep. He came up and he did three things. He said, 
I suppose he raised his hand and he said, quiet. And, which means muzzled. Peace is stilled. And the waves came calm. The, the storm ceased. And then he turned to his disciples. Because at this point in time, the disciples were very worried. They were thinking among themselves that they were going to drown. This is a shipwreck we're in. And how is it that Jesus can lie asleep? But they should have known because they were with Jesus for a long time now. And they knew that that was not the ultimate end of Jesus. Jesus was not going to drown. And he said to them, let us. So he included himself, meaning I am going to go with you. But faith, fear took over. And so Jesus said to them, Why are you so afraid? And we need to ask ourselves the question today. Because we know too that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and he'll be to say the same tomorrow. But those of us who live to see the tomorrow, Jesus will be the same as he is to you today. He'll be that same Jesus tomorrow. But the disciples, they feared. They were worried about their lives. And Jesus said to them, do you still have no faith? And some, or one of the gospels said, oh ye of little faith. And they said among themselves, who is this man? that even the winds and the waves obey his voice. What a question for the men who have been with Jesus. All this time they were with Jesus. And yet they say to him, they still ask the question, who is this man? And we ourselves today, as the disciples, we who believe in Christ, Sometimes when the storms of life comes upon us, we stop and we say to ourselves, where is God? Why has he done this? I was talking to a young lady a few days ago and her son, her daughter had died. He had only one son. The son cannot come to terms with his mother's death. And he asked his mom, if God is such a good God, why did he take my mom? My mom is only 52 years old. She's going to have her first grandchild in next year, February. And God called her home. And this is the behavior we all display at certain times when the storms of life are raging and we do not see God's hand. We blindly close our eyes and we ask like the disciples, 
who is this man? Or where is this man? Why is he not coming to our rescue? Now we've heard the summary of the story. I want us to take a journey on the Sea of Galilee. I want us to learn the experience. We are all on a journey today. We are all sailing to an unseen port. Storms will arise and toss our vessels to and fro. But those storms are sent to develop us and to help us grow. Today, we have four paths of storms. Every morning before I leave my house, I put on the telly and I look at the weather. Today we forecast. In the disciples' day, they didn't have this kind of technology that we have. So we, we can predict, and almost certainly, the arrival of some storms. We can also make necessary preparation. These storms, however, are very sudden. This storm, however, was very sudden as this arose an instant gush of wind and totally unexpected. This is the reflection of real life. Things are good for one minute and the next minute it's all upside down. One minute you can be enjoying good weather. The next minute you are in the storm. One phone call, one doctor's visit, one tick of the clock, and you are in a storm. This, however, should not surprise us. As the Bible states, the storms will come. But I'm so glad that as the storms come, so too does the rescuer come. We shall find rescue and salvation in our God. We need only to look at the story of Job and to find the proof to this, and also in John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have storms, you will have troubles, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Sometimes the storms are severe. They toss about relentlessly, devastated with the suffering, heartaches, and turmoil that life offers. Perhaps the greatest storm anyone can face is the loss of a young child in its prime. It leaves us grief-stricken, heartbroken, but not abandoned by God. Jesus was in the ship with his disciples, and they were still afflicted. They were engulfed in the storm, and perhaps fear caused by the unconsciousness of sin. When sin enters in our heart, it promises us a pleasant calm. But soon it shows its darker side, which tears us apart from the God we know and love. 
So storms will come. There's no question about that. They are, they come with all their attendant problems. However, there's no storm heaven cannot calm. No problem Jesus cannot fix. Bring all your storms to him and watch him turn them around for you. He says, cast your cares upon me and I will sustain you. I will never leave you nor forsaken. And you will never see the righteous shaken. Psalms 52 verse 22. Psalms 55 verse 22. Storms of life comes from different sources but can be our own making. There are times when we do things that we know can get us into trouble. But enjoyment clouds our minds and our visions and we end up having to pay a costly price. At times, it is disobedience to God's law and direction as in the case of Jonah. God asked Jonah to do something. Jonah decided, I am not going to do it. Jonah bought a ticket and got on board another ship and head to another destiny. But God said, you are going to go. And I want you, when you go home tonight, I would like you to read the book of Jonah to see how God deals with his children. There are also other things I would like us to draw from the story. No matter what storm, no matter what's your situation, no matter how life seems to be now, God is in control. He takes you out of the storm. He is in the storm with you. He will never leave you alone or forsake you. He is with you and he is watching over you. Do you believe that today? Yes, praise the Lord. Jesus draw near to us during the time of our storms, during the times of our distress. He is quite frankly not only in storm times, but he is always with us. Do you need him now? If you don't feel his presence, while I'm speaking to you, just whisper a prayer. And God answers prayer at noon time. Jesus intervenes on our behalf during the storm. I come from the Turks and Caicos Islands, and we have just experienced a terrible storm there. Many of my sisters and brothers were affected, one of them more severe than others. 
And I got a text. She has not been able to move back in her house yet. And I got a text from her this week saying, Val, you would not like to see my house. It looks so bare and naked because I've got to strip everything. Carpet, roof, windows, everything. She says, but you know what? I'll get there one day. So I wrote her back and I said, yes, Jesus comes in the midst of the storm and he will deliver his people again. So no matter what you're going through today, God is there with you and he will give you the grace. He will sustain you. He will make you strong. He'll give you the courage to go through it. He intervenes on our behalf. But we have to hold on to our faith. No matter what we are going through, we need to hold on. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And Jesus is asking us the question. Because sometimes in this life, when we have our problems, we forget that there is a God. And instead of going to his word and finding comfort, but there, because there is a comfort for every day of the year. In the Bible, there is a 366 I be not afraid. I am with you. I will be with you always. There's one for every day of the year. We just need to search the scriptures and we will find him saying to us, I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. There's one for you and there's one for me. You know, James Cleveland, he wrote the famous song, Master, the tempest is raging. The billows are tossing high. The sky is all shadow with darkness. Can you lie asleep? And the chorus says, They all shall sweetly obey his will. Peace, peace, be still. Do you have that kind of peace in your life today? Are you hearing that small voice saying to you, Peace, peace, be still? Quiet, be quiet. You have to be quiet. You have to listen so that you can hear God's word, speak voice, speaking to you. He says, bring all your cares to me. Everything you need, bring it to me and I will take care of your storms. I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. As we prepare to leave here today, 
I want us to remember these things. When you are in your home or on your job, and the storms of life begin to rage, I want us to do like the disciples. Remember that Jesus is in the boat. Look for Jesus and call him up. And he will calm the storms. It doesn't be a, have to be a storm of snow. It doesn't have to be a hurricane, a physical storm. It can be an emotional storm. You can be having a financial storm. You can be having a breakdown of marriage storm. Young people may be having a storm because they seems to be unable to find a partner in life. And all of these storms. But Jesus is able. He is able to do more. He's quite capable of doing more than we can ask or think. So look for Jesus in your storm. The disciple knew that Jesus was in the boat with them. They couldn't understand his behavior at first. It was a storm and he is sleeping. It's like a mom's baby is crying and she's sleeping and the baby is distressed. And they didn't understand it. But he delivered them in the end. So look for the small tender mercies of the Lord in your circumstances. He is always with us. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. And he included himself. And when he says that, he means it. Whatever Jesus says, he means it. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You may tell your friend, oh, I'll do something for you tomorrow. And by the end of the, the day before, you call and say, oh, no, I have got another appointment. Sorry. But Jesus always shows up on time. Trust. Trust him in your storm and trust his word. Hold on to the scripture. The Bible promises we all know too well, such as, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And that is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He said, I know my plans for you. So why are you worrying? God has a plan for every life. He says, and I have a plan not to do you harm, but a plan to do you good. And this was the plan he had for disciples, that they will go to the other side. And that plan is for us today. We must remember that God's word is living, it's active, and we make, must make good use of it. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thought and attitudes 
of our heart. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Listen to the Holy Spirit through your storm. Sometimes the noise of your circumstances make hearing God very difficult, but he is speaking. It can be in a simple word of encouragement from a friend. It can be through his word. So read his word daily and you will hear him speaking to you. Learn. Learn what he wants to teach you from your storm. You don't have to tell me, but you're sitting there. You know your storm. I know my storm. And we need to look at our storm and see what lesson God is going to teach us. I don't know what storms you're going through now. But I know one thing. I know who can still them. It is not of pain and suffering. If it is of pain and suffering, he can ease it. If that is his will. If it's a storm of sorrow, he can comfort you. If it's a financial storm, he can supply all your needs. If it's a storm of sin, and a storm that we always struggle, struggle with, he can deliver you and set you free. Do you need him today? Bring all your needs before him and hear him say, peace, peace be still to your storm. I have a song I'd like to read for you. And the title is it, Jesus Comes in the Midst of the Storm. When you reach out for them and you find no one there and the darkness moves in on each side, just remember in God's word, is always watching in love and his loving arms you can always hide. He has power to heal and deliver you from sin. He has power to stop the trouble somewhere. There's nothing too hard. There is nothing too hard for the Savior to do. Why not reach out to him, he is reaching out to you. There is nothing too hard for the Savior to do. Why not reach out to him? He is reaching out to you. And the chorus says, Jesus comes in the midst of the storm to deliver his children from harm when the storm gets so rough he'll see that is enough when he comes in the midst of the storm let's do it together 
Jesus comes in the midst of the storm to deliver his children from harm. When the storm gets so rough, he'll say that's enough. When he comes through the midst of the storm, are you going through a storm? Jesus comes in the midst of the storm to deliver his children from when the storm gets so rough he will say that's enough and he'll come in the midst of the storm are you feeling that you need praise I'm going to invite brother David Jesus comes in the midst of the storm to deliver his people from harm. When the storm gets so rough, he'll say that's enough. When he comes in the midst of the storm, do you feel you have a storm? You don't want to take it back home with you this morning. Jesus can fix it for you. Do you want to come and let Pastor David pray for you? And you put everything in God's hand. It probably is that bill, that child, that young man. You know, sometimes we train our children. And then when they get the age of accountability, they slip. Is there a hurting mother this morning? Is there a hurting father this morning? Jesus comes in the midst of Jesus, because he comes in the midst of the storm. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. And I want to thank you for the assurance that you are with us today, tomorrow. You'll be for with us forever. Help us, oh gracious God, to look, to learn, and to listen for you in our storms. In Jesus' name I beg it. Amen. Amen. Thank you.